So Prince Philip, man. Man, gee, that racist. Yeah, I know, right? I saw a list of quotes compiled by The Guardian from him just calling him a cheeky bugger, basically, because he's Prince Philip and he can do whatever he likes. Yeah. Yeah, most of them were outwardly racist. Yeah, most of them. Uh, why are we celebrating this? I know. Seriously? Are we celebrating this type of savagery? Yeah. It's not really savage. I mean, it's savage to some people. To some people, yeah. I mean, he's got a very dry sense of humour, but some yeah. of that's a bit, bit over the top. Yeah, but then again, some people call us offensive, uh, and I see why they would. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, to be fair, Prince Philip hasn't made jokes about Jimmy Savile. He hasn't. So Prince Philip is more moral than us. <laughs> hey, we didn't make jokes. That was Chris's doing. We've been more behaved since he died. Yeah, his death kind of really ha- has had a big effect on us, hasn't it? Yeah. He's currently buried in Marseille. Marseille? Oh. He sent me a picture of him in Marseille. And like, I didn't even notice him. I noticed some guy hanging off the wall. Okay. What, why there of all places, can I ask? Because it's sunny. In Marseille. <laughs> I don't know. That's ask very him. random, Tom. <laughs> you have to ask him. Okay. Like, we'll Ouija board it later. I mean, we used the Ouija board on Annie, and she came to visit us. Yeah, true. Terrible cough, though. Yeah, that awful, awful cough. Wasn't nice to listen to that. True. But, you know, her death was brutal. Yeah. So the fact that she only had a cough was actually pretty great. I I just wish these ill people and ghosts, they'd think about other people. You really don't want to hear that kind of thing. Keep it to yourself. Okay. Remember that run of um, episodes for about two or three months where you had a constant cough and it pissed me right off? Um, Keep it to yourself, Matt. Keep it to yourself. Look, look, I didn't say I wasn't a hypocrite. (laughs) I'm quite proud of the fact I'm a hypocrite. but (laughs) You shit. Exactly. Coughing in the middle of words and sentences that I can't cut it out. Me getting tired of cutting out all the coughs. That wasn't a chesty cough, though. That was this very niggling cough. It was a bad cough. True. But, you know, I was, I was the poor one that had to suffer through it. So, you know, but then you I have got the cough. for me. I got the cough and I suppressed it during recording with you. That's just because you're suppressed in general. I'm very suppressed. Yeah. There are some people that are oppressed. Like who? Like, I don't know, Russians in the early 1900s. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. In those days as well. They're that seamless size. <laughs> I mean, I was going to use Annie as well. Because she's our Anastasia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is dead, but she comes back to life for us. She, she's Greek as well, and Prince Philip's got a bit of Greek in him. Oh, yeah. We're right on point with this opening conversation we're having this week. Yeah, we're proper in there. <laughs> yeah. We said in Marseille, that's in Europe. That's France. And France had a big part in the war. My God, we're amazing. We've got to do intro music at some point. Okay, intro music. I think that's the fastest we've ever gone into intro music. Yeah, should we make that a habit? (laughs) Yeah, sometimes we're slow, sometimes we're fast. There was that one episode that you and Chris did. I've forgotten which episode it was now. You guys didn't say intro music. You cued no intro music. So I had to put it like 20 minutes in because that's the only time I could find to put a break in your conversation. Yeah. 20 minutes. You bastards. We just like to do things differently. This know. is why I don't leave you alone together. We're kind of cool like that, you know. We just 
we're out there. I think you and I have different definitions of cool. Yeah, you probably do, to be fair. Oh my god, technically I'm going to be cool this summer. Because I'm going to Hard Rock Calling to see the Killers, and their support acts include Elbow and White Lies. Isn't that the definition of cool? And you got to see Ed Sheeran. And I got to see Ed Sheeran. It was amazing. Were you in that photo of that queue? What queue? It's a queue where it's like really straight and people saying, that's the British approach to queuing. Uh, No, I wasn't really in any queues. Yeah, you are. How can you not hear about that? What queue? It's a famous, it's like literally out there. Oh, for what What was the queue for though? There was many different queues. For Ed Sheeran? Yeah, I didn't have to queue. We went in the Sky Lounge, so I didn't have to queue to get into the arena. You just got in? Well, we had to queue for the Sky Lounge, but that was only like 10 minutes and it was in a separate thing. It wasn't the main queue. Yeah. And when you get into the Sky Lounge, you're in the arena, so you don't have to queue to get in. Oh, do you mean the standing? I wasn't standing, I was seating. Because people that stand, they have to queue for like a really long time to get a good spot. That's probably why. I think you might mean that queue. Yeah. I didn't have to queue for that because I was seating. Ooh, lucky you. Well, not really. There were three little girls in front of me that were fine. They were so adorable. They enjoyed themselves so much. There was a guy that was sitting next to me who was hammered, and I thought he was going to be the biggest nuisance in the world. It yeah. turns out he's, like, the nicest drunk. <laughs> but the people behind me, yeah. I got a drink poured on my coat, at, like, literally, <laughs> as Ed Sheeran walked on the sh- stage, so the show hadn't even really begun. And then after, uh, the girl directly behind me tumbles onto me, and I almost fall on top of the three little girls. <laughs> and I didn't have a go at her for the drink, I had a go at her for that. And then I was like, you know what? I could have fallen on those kids. And then I was like, well, you didn't. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It's the <laughs> point. If you're so legless that you can't stand, sit the fuck down. You're, you've got a seating ticket. So sit. You've got a seat behind you. And then, like, a couple of them got kicked out by security, but the person that tumbled on me didn't, which I found really annoying because she stood up. She was standing, and the guy next to me kept getting involved and arguing with them. And he was the nicest at arguing because I was getting really pissed off. And he was just saying, well, you can't fall on her. You can't drop drinks on her, but have a nice night. I was like, what? You're arguing, but then you're telling them to have a nice night. You're getting security to get them out, but then you're telling them to have a nice night, which is why I think he's, like, the nicest drunk aggressive person <laughs> I've ever met. How does all this stuff happen to you? He's kept sh- shaking my hand and we hugged. <laughs> I don't know, it was weird. It was weird. But it was a really fun night. My Leonard Cohen concert was nothing like that. It's because Leonard Cohen. To yeah. be honest, I wasn't expecting that in a cheering gig. Because I've been to Kings of Leon, I've been to Killers a few times. I'd more expect it there than I would at Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I don't go to more music concerts. Yeah. I wouldn't like that kind of thing. I don't like being around drunk people all that much. (laughs) I don't understand why you'd get drunk and then go to a place that you've been looking forward to for a few months, at least a few months. Because you're drunk, you're not going to take it in properly. It would have completely ruined it for me if I'd gone to Leonard Cohen's concert drunk. Exactly. Like the people that got kicked out, how are they going to feel the next day? It was so hard to get those tickets. So I was on, it felt like more than an hour. It was only half an hour. I had about 20 or 30 tabs up for C tickets. I was on two computers and my phone 
to get two tickets. And even when I got onto the page where you could book tickets, which took me about 20 minutes, yeah, they kept selling out. Whichever, Whatever one I selected kept selling out, kept selling out, kept selling out. Mm. So that's why I was so relieved when I first got it. And then so many people didn't get tickets. After you've put that much effort into getting the tickets... Why be an idiot? Yeah. Because I'm assuming everyone else had to make the same kind of effort. Yeah. Silly sausages. I know. But it, it does sound a bit like a kind of Charlie Chapman film or something like that. Just people falling over, nearly falling on other people. And then Tarman getting really pissed off. Yeah. And finally turning back. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. It could have been like a bloody chain reaction. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you knock one it's person later. Yeah. And like everyone was talking about how dangerous they were. And how they need to be get kicked out. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I thought we were done with our intro conversation. Now we drifted so far away. How, yeah, how do we go from Ed Sheeran to... So there was this Russian once. Yeah. That's it. There's no segue for Ed Sheeran, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> so once upon a time, there was a family called the Romanov family. Splinters of it still exist, but the main family do not. No. So the Romanov family, they ruled Russia for about 300 years. And the last ruler was named Nicholas II. Yeah. He ruled for about 23 years from the 1st of November 1984. 1984. Die. He didn't abdicate willingly. Well, he did die, but he didn't abdicate willingly. You see, there was a major issue in Russia at the time. There was a massive economic downturn. One of the reasons being Russia's involvement in World War One. Those dastardly Germans again. <laughs> a million people at that time in 1917. A million Russian people had already died because of the war. Mm. So obviously, a lot of people were pissed off, and that started up the Bolshevik movement. Bolshevik, sorry, not Bolshevik. It's Bolshevik, isn't it? Bolshevik, yeah. Yeah, Bolshevik movement, which is led by a dude named Lenin. Who became pretty famous. Very famous. Very famous. He has statues all over the place. Yeah. What is the British equivalent? <laughs> Some people would say Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Ooh. But, but I wouldn't. They were anti-everything that the Romanovs stood for. Yeah. The Romanovs were involved in the war. They helped in the war effort. They converted part of their house into a hospital for people injured in the war, for crying out loud. And the Bolshevik Revolution, they were basically hated the bastards. I was going to say bastards. I don't want to say bastards about people that have died. Not that I hadn't said that before. <laughs> I don't know why I just automatically swear. When there's no need for swearing. No, there's no need. Yeah, I'm always doing it. It's just it's a bad habit, Tom. So basically there was this revolution, right? Yeah. Uh, it's quite famous. There's two revolutions. There's the February and October revolution. In the same year? Yeah, there's this... Um... Oh yeah, you're the historian. Fuck, I forgot. Carry on. There's one in February, which just in general brought the communists to power. And then I think in October it's... Because there's two types of communists i can't remember what the other type of communist was but the bolsheviks i think won in october and that's how lenin and his lot took pretty much full control of russia so yes that's how it pretty much happened I, I always forget that you were doing a history degree yeah i should have left you to this one i, I only know a tiny bit about the history of it 
But yeah, Nic- um, Nicholas Sarr was, wasn't very popular by the time of 1917. It had been really, really quite impressive towards um, the Russian people. Yeah, because they're not experiencing that now either. And well, yeah, knowing near to the extent that they would have been back then. Yeah, oppression is bad. People yeah. had a reason to be upset. There was a lot, a lot of people in poverty back then yeah in russia so the bolshevik revolution happened i think i've said that about 50 times yeah and the bolshevik revolution led to the downfall of the romanov family so nicholas who was the czar which matt said which i completely forgot to mention it's spelled c-z-a-r so it took me a while to figure out how to say it but it's czar he and his wife had given birth to four children three girls and one boy no, not three girls, sorry, four girls. Olga, Tatiana, Maria, and Anastasia. At the time of Anastasia's birth, I don't think he was too happy because he was hoping for a son, an heir. Yeah. Yet when she was born, they named her Anastasia, uh, which could be seen as the breaker of chains or the prison opener. And that reminded me of Daenerys Targaryen, so I had to say it at some point, because she is the breaker of chains. And in honour of her birth and the naming of Anastasia... He released or pardoned students who had been imprisoned for participating in some riots in St. Petersburg the previous year. So he's a nice guy after all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And following Anastasia's birth, he also had Alexei, the son that he yearned for. Yeah. Well, it seems like the kids had a pretty normal life. They didn't seem that spoiled. They seemed Mm. happy. I think they had quite a privileged upbringing, from what I remember. Well, yeah. All royalty is privileged, but it didn't seem over the top. Like, they all shared rooms and they were sleeping in wooden cots rather than beds unless they were sick. Yeah. So it seemed they were pretty stable and they seemed like happy kids. Anastasia also seemed like a happy child. She seemed mischievous, though, apparently. She's been called mischievous. I got a quote from one of her cousins or something calling her evil, though. So it's very differing opinions. Some say evil, some say mischievous. Yeah. I wonder where that comes from. Yeah. As children, they were close to an aide of their family called Grigory Rasputin. Ah, he's famous. Yeah, Rasputin, who was a peasant. But he was confident. He apparently he was a mystic, and he was also an advisor to the Tsar yeah. and his family. And he had shared a close relationship with all members of the family, including the children, which uh, set rumors alight in Russia at the time, because he would go into the nurseries while they were still wearing their nightgowns. Well, apparently it was innocent, but people kicked up a fuss about it, yeah. which I could see why. The thing about that is that could be just the communists trying to smear him. Possibly. There's the thing about Russia. You can't always tell what's true or not sometimes. Yeah. That's in general everywhere, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> England. Grigory Rasputin, I didn't just bring him up because he was friendly with the kids. He foresaw the downfall of the Romanov Empire family type thing that they have firm let's call it a firm because they're gangsters that's not racism to russians (laughs) apparently he prophesied what was going to happen by saying um and i quote czar of the land of russia if you hear the sound of the bell which will tell you that grigory has been killed you must know this if it was one of your relations who have wrought my death then no one in the family, that is to say none of your children or relations, will remain alive for more than two years. They will be killed by the Russian people. And a couple of months after that, he was killed by 
the Tsar's niece's husband, so a relation to the Romanov family. And about a year and a half after the prophecy, that's when they were all killed. Yeah. Have I said they were killed? I can't remember whether he'd said or not. One thing um, I will add at this point is, after he'd been dethroned, Nicholas the Tsar, he um, asked King George V, who was his cousin, whether he could come and live in England, basically in exile. But it wasn't very politically viable for King George V at the time. So he could have potentially survived. Is King George the one that married Wallace Simpson? No, that's Edward VIII. Oh, okay. King George V's his dad. It's not my fault, right? They all have the same fucking name. <laughs> right? It really pisses me off with royalty. Like, we've got another George that's going to be a king. Well, that's William's son's name, isn't it, George? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure. We've got another bloody George that's going to be a king. Yeah, well, it's just what you name your children you name it after your dad sometime that's what happened uh, so the same in all those names yeah well anyway yeah. should probably get back to it yeah okay so if i didn't mention before i'm terribly sorry and i feel the utmost guilt but the family is dead so the family were killed july 17th 1918 so that's when they end up dying but prior to this nicholas Zar had to or Tsar Nicholas. Is it Tsar Nicholas or Nicholas Tsar? Tsar Nicholas, I would Tsar say. Nicholas. He had to abdicate the throne because of the pressure that was coming from the Bolshevik Revolution. They had actually gained power. Mm. So he was hiding out with his family in a close group of people that worked for him, which included um, the family's doctor, Yevgeny Botkin, their valet, because if you go on the run, you need a valet, uh, <laughs> Alexei Trupp, their cook, Ivan Karitonov, uh, Alexandra's maid, Alexandra was his wife, uh, Anna Demidova, and that is it, including the five kids and two parents. Mm. My maths is right, isn't it? Five kids and two parents. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they went on the run. They moved locations frequently. And then they were also moved shortly before July 17th, 1918, to another house, which was actually bombarded by the Bolshevik army. Yeah, I, I, I think they knew where they were most of yeah. the time. And on July 17th, 1918, they were all murdered and dumped in a mass grave, the location of which we didn't know until 1991 was it yeah yeah it's in it's in a place beginning with y <laughs> i i know that from memory but it was a long name ah so the mass grave remained secret until 1991 until then the actual grave was excavated excavated sorry in the woods outside yekaterinburg so it was in a woods outside Yekaterinburg. Mm. The grave had actually been found a decade earlier, so in 1981, but kept hidden by the communists that were actually still running Russia at the time. The problem with the grave is there should have been 11 bodies in it, including the royal family plus their servants. Yeah. But there were only nine. Mm. So the one that was definitely missing was Alexei. And they could tell that because he was of a smaller build. He was the youngest. He was about 13. He was almost 14 at the time that he died. Yeah. So he was only 13 years old. And there was another body missing as well. But they couldn't tell if it was Anastasia or Maria. They thought it was Anastasia, but they were around the same age. There was there was only a couple of years between them, wasn't there? Yeah. You know, I think Anastasia at the time, she was 17. 
Maria at the time, I think she was 19. So it was those two bodies that seemed to be missing. So they weren't sure if the body that they had in the mass grave was Maria or Anastasia, but they presumed Maria. Which led to the question, where are Alexei and Anastasia? So where were they? Well, for a number of years, we didn't know. Mm. There were rumours predating 1991 that some family members had escaped the, the massacre including Alexei, Anastasia and or Maria. So there have been plenty of people that have come out and said that they are one of the missing children. The most famous is Anna Anderson. Oh, I've heard of her. Yeah, who said that she was Anastasia Romanov for many years from the year of... 1920-something, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was 1920... Yeah, so she came out in 1920, as early as 1920, to say that she was Anastasia Romanov. And she kept saying it until her dying breath, even though she was discredited, discounted by many. And in 1984, after her death, DNA evidence confirmed that she had no relation to the Tsar. And you wanted to bring up Prince Philip about this, didn't you? Yeah, because... Prince Philip, he's somehow related. I think he's some kind of cousin to Anastasia. And I think that how they got the DNA was from Prince Philip. So how they could tell Anna wasn't related to Anastasia, or she wasn't Anastasia, was through DNA evidence or something like that. Yeah. So we didn't bring up Prince Philip in vain. No, it wasn't completely pointless. I think she's one of the people that sprouted the rumour that Anastasia had made it out alive. Uh, Additionally... Two years after the incident, in 1918, a woman was reported to have jumped off a bridge in Berlin and was eventually pulled out, discovered to be Russian, but she didn't have any form of identification. She had scars on her body and she didn't speak for a very long time. So that made rumours about her being Anastasia and Anastasia still being out there run wild. Yeah. And there were so many more. It seems so many. It's at least 10, wasn't there? I, I don't know the exact number. I didn't really know about Anna Anderson. So there were a few others. There was one, well, two technically notable ones. I'm going to try and say their names. Uh, Nad- uh, Nadezet... Uh, I say try. Nadezeda? Nadezeda? Mm. Ivanova? Ivanovna, sorry. Nadez. Oh, fuck it, I should have practiced this. Nadezda Ivanovna Vasilyeva and Eugenia Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And they both claimed that they were both Anastasia and her sister Maria and that they were apparently taken by priests in... Not apparently, they were taken in by priests in 1919 and pretended to live as Anastasia and Maria till their deaths in 1964. Yeah. They're even buried under the names Anastasia and Maria. Wow. So Yeah. People definitely believe them, man. <laughs> yeah. Another reason the rumours have come out about Anastasia being alive, the Bolshevik soldiers, they're apparently searching trains and modes of transportation, looking out for an Anna, and not Anna, looking out for an Anastasia. Really? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. That's rumours, though. I don't oh, know 100% if it's true. Yeah. But apparently a Princess Helena Petrovna, 
uh, who was the wife of one of Anastasia's cousins, was confronted by a Bolshevik soldier with a young girl around Anastasia's age and asked, is this Anastasia? That was after Anastasia's supposed death. Yeah. So, yeah, many a reason why people believe that Anastasia is still alive. Or was still alive. Or yeah. still alive, if you believe some people. <laughs> She'd be bloody old by now. <laughs> she would be very, very old. It is kind of sucky we don't have anyone alive from that sort of era. Not really, no. I mean... I mean, I know the centurions in the world are getting larger in numbers, but there's still not many. Yeah. And even if they were centurions, I mean, they wouldn't remember what was going on. They would have been like babies. I mean, I know it's harsh stuff, but I highly doubt they'd remember everything. Yeah, I can't imagine many people being alive, from, even even this time. Another thing, before we move on, that has, you know, added fuel to the flame, is the German government. Because uh, the Romanov family did have German ancestry in them. So the German government who had aligned or made some sort of a deal with the new Russian regime demanded, I guess, um, the safety of princesses of German blood, which would include Anastasia. Mm. But then it also would include Maria, Olga, and the other ones. Yeah, why? <laughs> Tatiana, is it? Tatiana, yes. Yeah, so why, why just Anastasia? Then? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it is believable that she would have escaped or been let out because there were some soldiers in the Bolshevik army that had been at that compound where they were staying, the basement they were staying, I'm sorry, not compound, they were living in a basement at the time they died, that were sympathetic and they weren't involved in the killing of the children. Yeah. So there are, well, there is some... Something there. I mean, one of them or some of them could have seen the light and decided, you know what, the kids are innocent. Maybe I'll help the two youngest get out. Or maybe they lived through the massacre. Maybe they were thought to be dead and then some kind soldier decided, fuck it, this isn't worth it. I'm getting these kids out of here. Yeah. I do think, um, I remember watching a documentary, I think even the people that did end it did actually end up killing them. I don't think they were too keen on the idea of having to kill the princesses but i think they just kind of had to i understand uh, the, the bolshevik movement uh, wanting to show an exertion of their force and their might but wouldn't it be better for them to show the public that they are letting the romanovs live they're only alive because i let them i allow it i don't think so that's what i do keep them alive because you might need them for them while they're still alive they're always going to be a threat. Mm. They're always going to be there. Just you know, if if they get fed up with you, they're going to be straight onto the royal family saying, "Can you come back?" Mm, Whereas possibly. if you just kill them, I, I I wouldn't personally do it myself. But if you just kill them straight dead, there's no chance of that. Yeah, I guess maybe they're always going to be but, in the background. You know? Yeah, but it's in my personal opinion, like the princess in the tower thing. I personally feel like Richard kept the boys alive for some period of time at least. I don't know why, but he did. I don't think he killed them straight away because what would be the point of putting them in the tower? And also the Bolshevik movement, they allowed them to live for so long already. Why? I only let them for a year. Yeah, a year. Then what happened in after that year? They decide, oh, now this is enough. They didn't have a very strong hold on power immediately so i think uh, at that point it comes they need to show that force 
I, that's why I found There's no reason to kill the kids. All you need to do is cut cut off the head of the snake, Nicholas. But I guess the, I guess the kids could dispute because they are the natural heirs to the throne. They're just being the background. There's always going to be a threat to their legitimacy or how they perceive it to be. I guess. Okay, so basically what we're saying is there were rumours around that Alexei and Anastasia or Maria, but more people assumed it was Anastasia, had lived through the massacre. But in August 2007, bones were found, well, partial skeletons were found at a bonfire site in the same area. I'm not going to try and say the word again, that place again, because I've already embarrassed myself enough this episode. So in that same area... One of them was a match to a boy aged between 10 and 13 years old, which Alexi was. He was 13, almost 14 years old. The other one belonged to a woman that was apparently the age of 18 to 23. Yeah, 23. And Anastasia was just over 17 years old at the time of her death. Mm. Maria was 19 and one month old. So to be honest, Maria actually fits the skeletal remains better than Anastasia. Just slightly, because they're only off by a little bit. But then again, Tatiana was 22. Yeah, so she could have been... No, no, Tatiana was 21 and Olga was 22. So technically it could have been all three of them, I guess. Yeah. Uh, But apparently from the facial, well, as in the skeletal Ah, bone skull thing, that's how they matched up their identities. But it's been disputed by a shitload of scientists, apparently. I guess. I've read American scientists have disputed the way that they've matched up the girls. Ah, so they think some of the girls, it's like well, the wrong order or something like that. Basically, they don't know because it's too broad. And the only way they've matched up the people to the skeletal remains is because of the facial and bone structure. I mean, the DNA analysis, they all have the same DNA, don't they, technically, because they're all birthed by the same parents. Yeah. So that wouldn't actually tell them who the actual girl was, would it? No. But also, the whole thing has also been disputed because they just wanted to hush people up. That's what other people have been saying. So apparently these 2007 bones might not mean anything. They just want to put it all on to, put it all to bed. They want people to stop talking about it. Yeah. There's a lot of apparentlys in the story. <laughs> There's more apparentlys in this story than there was in the last one. Yeah. <laughs> Our problem with Soviet Russia. So basically, I don't know what to think. I think it probably is then, if I'm being honest. I don't understand why they were buried separately, though. That's the thing. Unless they were kept alive for a little while and then buried afterwards. I don't think they were. I think they were all shot in the same room. So. Yeah, so do I. If they were all shot in the same room at the same time, I don't understand why they were buried separately. That's one thing that I just can't get my head around. The only thing I can think of is, it sounds a bit weird, but like, there's too many of them to take to one place. If you have, uh, how are you getting the bodies there, maybe? <sighs> well, there were 11 bodies anyway, so it's going to be more than one trip. And yeah. to be fair, these bodies are dead. They're not going to mind if you pile them on top of one another. Yeah, but I'm thinking about the heaviness of getting them there. Logistics. Yeah, Um, I'm not thinking, are they bothered about it? (laughs) Because they were still found in the same area, it's just different graves. Yeah. They're still going to have to take the same number of bodies to the same place. Yeah. So I don't think that would make a difference, the heaviness of the bodies. Maybe not. I don't know. In fact, it makes more work for them because they're going to have to dig up a second grave yeah yeah it's it's weird i don't understand the two graves i'm afraid i don't 
I want to believe that she got out. Her and Alexi may have got out because apparently they had, like, jewels sewn into them that they could sell. I mean, they must have allies somewhere. They could have tried to escape and maybe built a life somewhere. I like to believe that. Yeah, it'd be nice to believe that, but I don't think it happened. Mm, maybe not. Is that it? That's our discussion on this whole conspiracy <laughs> theory. Well, the whole point is, she'd be dead by now, pretty much. Anyway, so. Yeah, I know, but that's not interesting to say. She'd be dead now either way. Like, what kind of ending was that to an episode? Yeah, but it's the way it usually goes, isn't it? <laughs> that is true. I don't understand why they have two separate graves. There's there's something iffy. I, I don't think there's necessarily anything iffy about that. She, maybe she did get out. I don't think so. Well, I think it's unlikely. I'm in two minds, to be honest. I think the two graves thing, it doesn't make any sense. And I would understand why the government or whoever's in charge or whoever was involved would want to cover it up and want to stop the talking, which is why they made, they planted two skeletal remains. I understand, I perfectly understand that, especially with Russia. Oh my God, it's true, Anastasia lives. <laughs> oh, <laughs> conclusively revealed. Okay, I totally would believe that Russia would do that. No bullshit. I believe that Russia would do that. And I believe that she must have allies somewhere. So I think she could have gotten out. Could have made a life for herself. Um, I don't know if that was the case. Why couldn't all the others get out? Maybe she escaped before the massacre or something. They knew something was up. Who knows? Maybe there were sympathetic soldiers there. Maybe they decided to save the younger ones. Maybe their parents begged for their lives. Because they are the two youngest children. Mm. Anastasia and Alexi. Why is it about where is Anastasia? Alexi was missing as well. Yeah. I mean, we don't hear a big hubbub about Alexi. I don't. I, 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 I just think they all died. I know it's a bit boring, but if she was injured, I don't see how she could survive it because apparently the whole family pretty much had a hem, hemophilia. 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 Yeah, you know where you can't clot blood. Oh yeah, yeah. Basically, any slight injury could bloody kill you. So if she was injured, I don't think she would have made it out. But who knows? Maybe she did escape. Fuck it. Russia's so corrupt. I could totally believe they covered that up. Yeah, but even if she escaped, she'd have to find... Surely she could find some way of saying who she is eventually, wouldn't she? Why would she? In safety. Why would she? That's the reason that her family was killed. If she's got out and she's in another country, she no. could just say, no, I, no, I'm, because I'm Anastasia. Are you saying that Russia can't get to people in another country? Even so, no. I mean, still, <laughs> no, no, no. All these other crazies once you're coming protected out. protected by the royal family. <laughs> How do you know she was being protected by the royal family? Family. That's the obvious people. That'd be who her ally, main allies would be. Or maybe she didn't have any allies. Maybe she got out pretending to be like a poor servant girl or something and managed to mm. cross a border somewhere and she had some jewels to sell and she started afresh on her own because that would have been more safe. I doubt it. I think if she escaped, it would be a bad idea to come out and tell people who she was. I think these imposters were great for her if she managed to escape. I think if you've escaped abroad, you can just come out and say who you are. No. They it's still, still, still unlikely. No, it's still unlikely they get her, though. I think they I mean, they got get to her. Trotsky eventually, but... I think they could still get nah. to her. And especially as a 17-year-old girl, I mean, she doesn't want that hanging over her head. And I've read the way that she was as a child, and it seems like she wasn't all about the whole royal life, mm. in my opinion. She liked to be normal. So I think she would try and start afresh rather than getting herself involved in that. As a girl, it's sexist, but... Her claim to the throne isn't that great. Well, she's one of the younger ones anyway, isn't she? So. Yeah. If she was the boy, if it was Alexi, 
then yeah, maybe. Maybe he could build up his own army outside borders, infiltrate, take down the communist governments. But as a girl, I don't think she'd get the, the same backing. What, from the broad? Yeah. I still think she would. Mm. I still don't think she would come out and say... The royals, they look after each other. Yeah, but I still don't think she'd come out and say... I figure she would start afresh. I mean, I would if I was in her position. I think if she moved abroad, if she, if she didn't come out and say who she was, she'd still be well looked after. Though. Yeah, so I think that's probably what happened. Maybe she yeah, she aligned with an ally and she decided to start afresh. Mm. Yeah, I'm not convinced. Basically, I think maybe she did because I just think Russia is so fucking shady. Then and now. Yeah, well, there's always going to be the little seed of doubt, but... I don't know. I like to think that she lived. It'd be nice to think they did, but it's unlikely, I think. Yeah, probably not, but I like to think that she did. Yeah. Her and Alexi got away. Mm. I think this is the first time you and you have disagreed in an episode. Yeah. I think, like, at the end of an episode, we always disagree in episodes. Yeah. (laughs) We disagree on the actual answer to the episode. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'm open to options. Like, maybe she died, but maybe she didn't. Yeah. And the maybe she didn't is purely because Russia's shady as shit. Yeah, true. I mean, there's always that element to it, but I still, I'm still not convinced. It doesn't make any sense to let her live, even if you are sympathetic. If you're willing to kill all of them. Maybe she wasn't even there. I, I wouldn't have thought so. They tend you to don't stick know together. that. We weren't there. We were not in that room. That's the problem. We were not in that room. We need that fucking time machine, man. I think it's unlikely, though. I think she mm. was in the room. She got shot. Ah, I think it could be either one. Yeah. We really are making it interesting this time, aren't we? Yeah, wow. Disagreements. <laughs> it's almost like this discussion. What discussion? <laughs> well, we discussed the reasons why we think for and against. Yeah, it's very civilised. <laughs> yeah, I know. It'll be more interesting if she did manage to get out and she sired children that was going to come and take Russia. <laughs> What, of Putin? <laughs> yeah, of Putin. I wonder what Trump would say about that. It's been so long since we mentioned Trump in this podcast. <laughs> true. But yeah, I think it's possible either one is true. Mm. It's one of those things, If it, I, I do feel it's a bit harsh killing the kids, but I can understand why they do it, and I just think it makes more sense to kill them. What I would have done is take the kids. I'd... Keep them in the dungeon, that's what you do. <laughs> I was literally about to say that, but like not in like a weird way. But I would <laughs> keep them hidden and I would marry them off to like my children and stuff. Not creepy at all. <laughs> no, but think about it. If they have a claim to the throne and they try and overthrow it, so do your grandchildren. Mm. Wouldn't that make sense? Like marry them off to your closest invi- advisors or something or your children or your relatives? Maybe. Yeah, I know it's creepy, but I think that would be smart. Yeah. To get a foothold on either side so the royalty can never come back and take over because you are the royalty. Yeah. I don't think those guys had that idea though. That was well, I remember they were anti-monarchists. I mean... Yeah, I know, but still, just to be on the safe side, all those girls were of, like, child-rearing age. Yeah. The boy, maybe they should have killed because that's more of a threat than three girls. Four girls, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah, so I would have let them live and married them off. (laughs) Well, you know, at least you've never been in a revolution, I guess. You don't have to put that to the test. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. We could could all end up in a revolution. It feels like there's a new revolution every week. Yeah. 
bring on the revolution so Tarmin can marry your kids off to uh, closest advisors. Listen, right, if there was a revolution, you do realise I'm not going to be, like, the force behind it. I'll be, like, one of the advisor people. I'd be Rasputin. <laughs> but without the psychic bit. And the multiple attempts to kill him. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So I'd be, like, Rasputin to... Which one of my friends could actually, like, lead a revolution? Who knows? I don't think any of them. <laughs> no, I don't think any of you are capable. If anything, I'm the most capable, but I'm, like, the least likely to do it because I can't be fucked. I'd rather just sit back and watch you guys do it. I, yeah, I do. I'd rather have a sit down or something like that. Have some <laughs> <Yeah>. tea. <laughs> We're too lazy to stage a revolution. <laughs> Come on, we couldn't even be bothered to get out of that. Um, is it WH Smith or something? You know when uh, St Pancras, when the alarm went off that time? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, do we actually have to leave? Yeah. We can even... to pay for something? Yeah, we couldn't even bother to get out of the shop. <laughs> no, and then, like, the alarm turned off, like, the moment we actually decided to leave. Yeah. So, fuck it. It was a false alarm. Yeah. Like, if you smell smoke, you know it's real. If you don't, then you know it's a false alarm. Yeah. Whose silly idea was it to have a false alarm, fire alarm, or fire drill, whatever it is, at St Pancras? Who yeah. the fuck does that? Just inconvenient. Evil monsters. Yeah. And what happens to the trains? Yeah, all the train drivers have to get off. So. <laughs> I know. What if it takes people longer to get on the platform than it would to, like, restart the train? It's not their fault they had to get off. Yeah. Does that mean they're going to miss their train because of St. Pancras? I don't know. They did not think it through, did they? No, they really didn't, Tommy. Maybe we should stage a revolution. We're good at this stuff. Yeah. Coming up with solutions to royal children and trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's quite a speciality, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, Lord. Okay, so... I'd like to think she lived. I think it's possible that she lived. I, I think she died there and then in 1918. Mm. And either way, she's dead now, so who cares? Yeah, either way, she's dead now, so who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other than descendants. Oh, wait, there isn't any. Not close enough, no. <laughs> no, they're just like cousins and Prince Philip. And yeah. Prince Philip offends everyone, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm not sure he particularly cares either. Probably not. <laughs> no, why would he? You didn't know her. Yeah. Anyway, I say we bid good day, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder what we're going to do next week. I don't know. You said something. What, the prince is in the tower? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I say we give it a break from royalty, because you know we do this all the fucking time. We do one thing, oh, and yeah. then we end up doing like five episodes after that, similar to that one thing, or in the same vein as that one thing, and it really annoys me. Yeah. Because it feels like I'm doing the same thing over and over again when I'm editing it. <laughs> next week we'll do something else. We'll find something. I don't know, maybe we'll finally do Maddie McCann. Who knows? I don't <sighs> want to do Maddie McCann. Because people get uppity about her. Yeah. Because she's a white little, a little white girl that went missing. Middle class girl as well. So. Yeah, middle class white girl. She was no Garnell Moore. She was not. No. So it still doesn't make it. I mean, it's still horrible, but you leave your kid alone in the hotel room. I mean, sure, it's not a nice punishment, yeah. but you shouldn't do that. You've just got to hope she's not found in the next couple of weeks, eh? Because that's going to be a real bummer for this podcast, isn't oh, it? shit, yeah. To be honest, right, with Maddie McCann, fuck it, we'll do partially Maddie McCann episode right now. Um, she's dead, most likely, because 
of the hubbub surrounding her. People think getting her face out there and doing all these press conferences will save her. The thing is, that makes her more well-recognised. If you're a kidnapper, you dump it. If If she was alive at the time she was missing, she was kept alive. After the whole worldwide circus, press circus, surrounding her disappearance... There's no way a kidnapper's going to keep her because it's too risky. So a press could have killed her. Yeah, you can't hide her appearance that well. No, you can't. And she was, what, three years old, three or four? Yeah. She knew who she was. She knew who her parents was. Yeah. Was, were. I very much doubt you could give her plastic surgery as well to change her appearance. That's just going to raise eyebrows. Yeah. So, yeah, that's our Mandy McCann episode done. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Goodbye. So long. So long. So long.